The 76ers are playoff bound. That much we know, thanks to a big win over the Milwaukee Bucks. The 76ers clinches a playoff spot. Sixers chemistry is starting to fire on all cylinders. We'll examine a signature performance of the season and what it represents. Plus a sit down with one of the Sixers two-way contract players who's been on a tear lately with the Delaware Bluecoats. I feel like I've just developed all parts of my game, shooting, passing, playmaking, defensively as well. It's been a huge jump for me. Rookie Shake Milton's going to join us on this episode of The Broadcast. How you doing out there, 76ers pod people? Great to be speaking with you on the heels of a big-time win for the Sixers against the Milwaukee Bucks on Sunday at Pfizer Forum. And the Sixers not done yet in terms of significant matchups on the schedule this week. They obviously have the Charlotte Hornets in a game on Tuesday. And then they'll complete the back-to-back at home on Wednesday with the fourth and final regular season confrontation against the arch-rival Boston Celtics. Setting up real nice. And then after that, what's going to be 10 games to go following the Celtics game? Amazing that we are already on that deep point of the season for this year. But the Sixers, as mentioned, they are in the playoffs. That was what the outcome was of their win against the Bucks on Sunday, combined with a loss by the Charlotte Hornets, suffered at Miami. We'll talk about that Bucks game in a little bit more detail in just a matter of seconds. But wanted to remind you as we get underway that to subscribe to the podcast, you can do a couple things. Essentially, it's just a matter of going to any one of your favorite podcast hosting platforms. Wherever you get your pods, type in Sixers Podcast Network. That will take you to our feed. We would love to have you as a follower and subscriber if you are not yet one already. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Tune in, SoundCloud, a whole host of others. Those are just some of the places you can go to get the Sixers Podcast Network feed. What a way it was to start the week. The 76ers, the number three seed in the Eastern Conference, and the Milwaukee Bucks, the one seed in the East, and the best team by record in the NBA. Pfizer Forum on ESPN, on ABC, the Sunday Showcase, and it was clear very quickly the 76ers came ready to play. Out top, Giannis driving on Joel. Down the lane, gets inside of the B, blocks him. Sixers ball. Bet on the run to JJ. Right side, running, three ball. Got it, JJ. Redick puts it in. And now the game begins to heat up. Save for a couple brief back and forth minutes early in the second quarter, the Sixers never trailed the Bucks. They were the ones in control throughout, looking every bit the more confident in St. Cloud. Embiid with it, puts it off the glass. No rebound, slam by Simmons, and a foul. Ben jumps up, over, and through. Chris Middleton. We're here to compete. You know, we can compete with the best. We have a, a, an amazing team, uh, and I think EB's done a great job of you know, putting this all together. Um, obviously, Coach Brown and coaching staff are doing a good job, so it's, it's fun. Fun. It certainly seemed to be something the Sixers had no shortage of having on Sunday. They extended their winning streak to a season-high tying fourth game in a row. They dealt the Bucks just their sixth home loss of the season, and the Sixers maintained a hold on third place in the Eastern Conference standings. 
no performance on Sunday was bigger than that of the big man. Now the left wing, one-on-one with the Dede Cooper, crosses him over, Dominate puts up, off-balance shot for the baseline, ribbing good, caught front rim and it trickles in. Three to shoot, Joel steps back on Lopez, puts it up, and in. The big man with a feathery touch, cups it, drives it, off-balance, banked it in. An improbable shot by Embiid, put in. On top to Joel, he's going to shoot the three, and in. Joel Embiid gives the Sixers a 123-116 lead, and he barks to the crowd, yeah. Joel Embiid, a total monster against Milwaukee. He was magnificent. His competitive spirit was full throttle. 40 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists against the Bucks. 40, 15, and 6. Not against a lackluster opponent. Not against a pretty good opponent. Not even one of the elite opponents in the NBA. The best team with the highest rated defense. Amazing. Yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he put up big numbers too, 52, 16, and 7. Totally get that and acknowledge it. But in the first half, Embiid did a really solid job as the primary defender on Giannis, making things uncomfortable for the freak and throwing the Bucks' offense out of rhythm. With Embiid leading the way, the message was sent. No doubt about it. I felt like we had to like uh, make a statement. We had to get this win uh, to see where we are at the moment, and I felt like... Uh, everybody stepped up. A statement showing indeed 130-125 the final score and I actually thought it was a game that didn't feel quite as close as perhaps the final score suggested. But there was something else Embiid would say moments later that resonated just as loud. He told reporters we're still learning how to play with each other. That's only the seventh game we played together. We got a long way to go. Embiid's referring to the number of games that the current starting lineup in particular has played that of course would be Embiid, Simmons, J.J. Redick and newcomers this season, Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. And given how little time the group has had together, you'd have to think Embiid is right in his statement and what he was saying. The chemistry can only get better. But in the here and now, it's also worth noting this. Embiid, Simmons, Redick, Butler and Harris, they've combined for the 10th best net rating of five-man lineups that have played at least 115 minutes. Here's Harris to Jimmy Butler. Tough three by Butler. is good. Nails a triple. If that's what they've managed to do with virtually no practice time at all, imagine what we might see from them the more reps they get and the more important the games become. Scary. There's so much that they should be proud of and excited about. We had only played six games. Now, you think of that number. Truly, think about that number. We played six games with each other, and now we've played seven. To go and play against, you know, one of the more consistent teams in the league, the best defensive team in the NBA, and to try to learn and grow, grow our team and, and, and move it forward, you know, there's some talent in that room, no doubt about it. But there's no right to have, like, a fluid side and a chemistry and a symmetry. There's no, they have no right to have that, you know, not to anybody's fault except a calendar. And so growing that and being excited about that and trying to polish it up before the playoffs begin is our goal. Ultimately, the point we're trying to make here is this. Ever since Brown took over as head coach in August 2013, he's demanded a certain style of play. You can probably recite it by rote by now. Pace, space, defense. But more than that, from a holistic standpoint, Brown has wanted his system to be capable of absorbing talent. How many times have we heard Brett Brown say that over the years when the team was going through struggles 
building itself up. We're trying to build a system that can absorb talent, either through the draft, free agency, or by trade. And this season in particular, the mechanism of absorbing talent was trades. With Minnesota for Jimmy Butler, with the LA Clippers for Tobias Harris. And right now, we're seeing that philosophy at work with 76ers 3.0. All right, so after Milwaukee and that win on Sunday, another big test looms in Boston on Wednesday at the center. You cannot forget the Charlotte Hornets game at Spectrum Center on Tuesday against a Hornets squad that is fighting for dear life to get into the playoff picture. As we shift scenes a bit, in Wilmington, Delaware, the Blue Coats are wrapping up their inaugural season in terms of that name, in the NBA G League. And one of the Sixers' draft picks has been tearing it up. Shake Milton trying to give the Bluecoats the lead and one for Shake Milton. We'll hear from Shake Milton, the 54th pick in this past year's draft out of SMU, next. But before we hear from Shake, I want to talk about some things that are out there the Sixers are doing for the kids. Not sure if you've heard the word. But the 76ers Kids Club is now activated, up and running. Presented by Five Below, we are introducing, yes, the 76ers Kids Club. Membership is only 35 bucks and includes a welcome kit, team store discount. Can't beat that, right? Five Below gift card. Come on, this is great stuff. And much, much more. Be an inaugural member and sign up today at Sixers.com slash Kids Club. That is Sixers.com slash Kids Club. And also, coming up this summer, it's another edition of 76ers Camps presented by Rothman Orthopedics, celebrating the 35th anniversary of 76ers Camps presented by Rothman Orthopedics and powered by ESF. It is now open for registration. Day and overnight camps are available throughout Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware for boys and girls ages 5 to 17. For more information, visit 76ersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. Again, that's 610-668-7676. One last thing about the kids. If you have not yet been down to Wilmington, Delaware, I could not recommend it more highly. Outstanding, brand spanking new facility in 76ers Fieldhouse and a high-energy G League team in the Blue Coats to go along with it. Um, I actually had the chance to go down there on Monday to see the Blue Coats take on the Canton Charge. Game got off to a little bit of a ragged and slow start, but down the stretch, one dude in particular gave the Blue Coats a fighting chance from overcoming a 25-point deficit, and that would be none other than Shake Milton. Shake Milton was the 54th pick in this past year's draft. I think a lot of draft experts thought that he perhaps could have gone higher in the draft had it not been for an injury that cut short his junior campaign at SMU after 22 games. But he finished with 26 points overall, shot 4 of 8 from outside the arc. His fourth quarter was tremendous. He scored 18 points on 6 for 9 shooting. All four of his threes came in the final period. He had a great, great game. At the beginning of this week, Shake was number three in the G League in scoring at just under 25 points per game. And before the Blue Coats tipped off against the Canton Charge, I had a chance to sit down with Shake Milton and talk about his first season as a pro. Shake, I feel like we've seen you at various stages across the season, whether it's been up with the 76ers, doing your thing with the Delaware Blue Coats. Bring us up to speed. How do you think things have been going in your first year as a pro? Um, <clears throat> I feel like things have gone really well. Um, one of the things... I wanted to accomplish my first year of being a professional is just to become an 
all-around better player, and I feel like I've I've done that. Um, it hasn't been easy, but there's been ups and downs, but that's kind of what I expected coming into this. So um, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. How do you manage the ups and downs? You've been injured at times, but, you know, this recent situation, you've come back and seems like you've been playing really strong since your return. I think you just have to be level-headed. It's about having the right people around you, people that keep you focused. And, I mean, as long as you know the reason that why that you know that you're doing what you're doing you're knowing your why um i feel like it's you can keep it all in perspective and it makes it easy have you always been like that you've been able to channel some inner level-headedness and uh keep your mind focused along that track um i think it's just kind of my personality i'm not i never get too high i never get too low so um yeah, and I mean, the people I've had around me have been really good about keeping me level-headed, too, and, and helping me out with that aspect, so it hasn't really been too difficult. When you look back to, let's say, the fall when training camp first came together and you were working your way towards the season, where do you think the biggest strides you've made have been in your overall development? Because that's really what this year has been about, right, developing. Mm. Um, I feel like I've just developed all parts of my game, um, shooting, passing, um, playmaking defensively as well has been a huge jump for me. Um, I feel like just everywhere I've just tried to level up, and I feel like the coaches have done a really good job of kind of helping me do that, especially since I kind of had to learn on the fly. I was I was hurt most of the preseason, so I really didn't get a chance to you know work on my game too much. I kind of just hit the ground running. So I feel like I, I did pretty well you know, coming from that. Were you concerned at any point that you might be behind the eight ball because of some of the time you missed? Nah, I mean, once I started – to get a rhythm back for the game of basketball and just, you know, get to play more and more, the, the more confident I felt and, you know, the better I felt upon my game. It's easy to see your scoring numbers and your averages uh, as far as things that jump out. At the time that we're recording this, you're number three in the G League, I think, in scoring. What has allowed you to be effective at getting the ball in the basket at this level? I think my teammates, they do a really good job of um, – giving me the ball and then giving me confidence as well to go and make plays and, and, and do what I do. And I think it ultimately allows me to, you know, get them involved as well because I don't want to be a selfish player. So um, I think, you know, the confidence that they give me uh, allows me to go out there and do what I do. Do you feel like this is, you know, some things have been, um, I don't want to say easier, but have things come to you more quickly than you might have expected at this level? Like was there, you know, it's, I feel like every player's answer is different. But, you know, are there numbers that you have in mind, like, you know, tangible stats that you went into this season saying, like, hey, I want to do this offensively. I would like to be this type of player defensively. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really set any number goals or number, like uh, goals number-wise or anything like that. I just kind of wanted to judge myself just the way that I felt, um, the way that I was able to compete against others on the floor, and I feel pretty good about it. When it comes to scoring or having the basketball in your hands, there's a lot more than just, I would think, getting the ball into the basket. Um, Decision-making-wise, have you been challenged this season to look at what you do when the ball is in your hands, the type of decisions, the reads you make, that sort of thing? Um, I would say yes, but I've always been challenged to do that. Um, this wasn't my first time. You know, they have me playing some point guard now, but this I've been playing point guard my whole life, so it's kind of been the same reads, but just fine-tuning it and, and getting better and, you know, limiting the mistakes more and more as you go and, and as you learn. When you hear about I don't want to say – I think minor league is the wrong context for it. I used to do – I used to work in minor league baseball. So I think – when I think of the G League, I think back to that time in my life. You know, we'd go on long bus trips, and there would be times when 
the bus stalls out in the middle of your trip and, you know, it's scorching hot out and you've got to wait a couple hours for the bus to be fixed. What are some stories? Tell me some stories about being in a developmental league. I've got to think that there's probably some fun, crazy type situations that you guys have found yourself in this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember where we were at, but I remember we had played a game and we had a game the next day, I think, and we were stuck at the hotel because of the weather and they had a bus come to get us and it broke down. And so we were sitting there waiting at the hotel, and they had another bus come to get us, and that broke down as well. <laughs> and they had another bus come, and that one also broke down. So no. I think it, it was – we didn't end up getting in until super-duper late, and then we had to wake up the next morning and play another game. So, I mean, I guess that just comes with it. It kind of reminds me of AAU basketball. You know, you kind of just lace them up and go. Yeah. And in some ways, I think that's that's got to be um, a neat part of it. Like, I remember, again, going back to minor league baseball where it's like – you wouldn't arrive in a city until maybe 6 in the morning. The team got a couple hours of sleep, and they would call it just show-and-go games where you get to the park, just do your thing. Is there a simplicity to that sometimes where it almost forces you to um, zero in on the essentials of what's necessary where, you know, instead of getting wrapped up in, like, you got to do this pregame, that pregame, it's just focusing on what really is the essence of playing the game? Um, yeah, I could I'd definitely say that. It kind of feels good. I mean, that's why some guys might like having back-to-back games or a lot of games in a row where you don't have to even worry about practice or shoot-arounds or anything like that. You kind of just, you know, lace them up and play, and that's kind of the same thing you've been doing all the while since you were a little kid. So, I mean, it kind of brings you back to that. Before you went on this current tear with the Blue Coats and before the injury, you were up with the 76ers towards the end of that uh, month of January when the team was on a West Coast trip. Do you find yourself, is it human nature to, to wonder when calls will come? When you'll get called up, do you think about that? How do you handle that part of it? I just try not to think about it. I just try to keep my mind focused on the task at hand and, and, and what I'm doing currently. You know, when I'm in the G, with the G League team, I try to focus strictly on them and, um, you know, who our opponent is and what I have to do for us to be successful. And then when I'm with the Sixers, I try to, you know, just switch my mindset and, and focus on the same thing. So I don't try to worry about when a call-up is coming. I think my job is to make it um, as hard as I can on whoever's making that decision to um, not have me up there. So that's just what I try to try to do, you know, defensively, offensively. I just try to make it hard for them not to have me up there. Brett Brown has said on a couple occasions, especially after games that you've been up with the 76ers, that you do things that pop, that stand out, that in some way, shape, or form, there's ways that you're getting noticed. Um, How much different is it playing down here versus at the NBA level, that sort of thing? And what's the same? What are certain things that are normalized? Um, I mean, I would probably say the physicality is a little different in the NBA. Um, but outside of that, you know, there's still there's great talent down here. Um, everybody plays hard. Everybody's fighting for the same thing. So, of course, guys are going to be competitive. I mean, and at the end of the day, it's just basketball. So you kind of just – it's the same thing you've been doing. You might have nerves. You might have jitters. But whenever the ball is tossed in the air, you know, it's just basketball. When you take a look at how the season has gone for yourself, offensively we're saying things looking pretty good. Defensively, tell me where you think your game is at right now. Um, I feel like I feel I feel pretty good about it, um, and I feel like the coaches who have been working with me have also been doing a good job of challenging me to be better in areas, and I feel like I'm trying to step up to that challenge, and um, that's something that I know I can do, so um, it's just about going out there and proving it every night. What are the things defensively that you think that you need to, to master? Just being long, continue to use my length, 
um, and just being active at all times. Were you surprised when you found out Amir Johnson was going to come down here? Um, I don't know if I was surprised. I was happy. You know, he's a he's an OG. Um, that's my guy. Um, you know, he's a he's a he's a great player and an even better person. And so um, to have him or somebody like him in our locker room has has been huge. Um, and he he rubs off on everybody the right way. When the focus at this level is so much on individual development, that is the top priority, it seems like. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to win games. How does that affect the way a team interplays with one another, that sort of thing, the dynamics? And in some ways, you know, I almost got to think, like, everyone's going through it. Everyone's trying to get noticed to a certain degree. And I, in some ways, can it even bring you guys together? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, it always goes back to the, the game of basketball, everybody – been playing it since they were young or whatever so I mean everybody wants to be competitive and everybody wants to win and so from that aspect I think everybody kind of buys in and and that's where the team's focus is now you know individually or in practices or um, after you know you're getting getting up early and going and getting your own work and I mean that's probably more of the player development side because the coaches do a really good job of being available for that too but when you step on the court as a team and you know you got your teammates right next to you you know everybody's mind is focused on winning no one wants to lose what type of uh, relationship have you developed over the course of the season with Zaire oh uh, Zaire that's <laughs> that's my guy he's funny <laughs> people don't probably don't realize it because they think he's quiet but nah, he's funny um he's in you know freak of nature athletic and you know the more he continues to play the more confidence he's going to get and everybody's just going to start to see what kind of player he can really be can you give us some insights on how he's funny because right when we speak with him it's very direct almost like yes sir no sir yes ma'am no man mm-hmm. questions you know he, he gets straight to the point and that's it yeah he's uh i don't know it's it's probably hard to describe you probably just have to be around him to kind of see some of the things he does or the way he moves or some of the things that he might say but um yeah you if you're around him, you'll probably be laughing. Pretty happy for him to see him be able to see yeah. through what he went through and now to get into some definitely, games. Definitely, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy the type of stuff that he's been through. For him to be able to bounce back is is wild. You know, um, It just goes to show how, how strong he is and how strong the team that he has around him is as well. As you wrap this up, regular season ends for the Bluecoats on March 23rd. What are you focused on after that? Um, I'm sure I'll have a chance to be up with the 76ers working with the big team. Yeah, that's where my mind will go. And then also just continuing to work on my body and um, just continuing to fine-tune my game. You know, you never really stop. And i got to think that if for as much as you've been able to do and accomplish this season, it's almost like is there a sense within you like it just kind of whets the appetite? You've gotten a taste this year, and then you look forward to next year and how things might even be able to build for your own game? Uh, yeah, I mean, every time you're able to go up there and experience um, being in the NBA and what that feels like, it, it definitely makes you hungry and it makes you even more motivated to, whenever you, you're down here to you know prove why you shouldn't be. Shake Milton, thanks so much, man. Yeah, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Great hearing from Shake Milton and getting his thoughts on what his rookie season has been like and. At any development league level, I am sure you speak to minor league baseball players, G League players, go into the different minor league hockey affiliations. You're going to get crazy stories about, you know, buses that break down or planes that are delayed. I just want to know if the Blue Coats kept using, I should have followed this up uh, with Shake, if the Blue Coats kept using the same bus company time after time. 
that they needed to get to the airport, as Shake Milton was describing in that story. All right, big thanks to Shake Milton for taking the time to talk on the podcast on a game day. And thanks to you, as always, for listening. Stay tuned. We'll have Rewind Editions of the podcast coming up with games this week. And uh, I'll be back at it with another episode of the broadcast here next week. See you.